Welcome to the Dental Elements Podcast, a podcast for the dental team. A dental hygienist and a dental assistant shatter the stigma to bring a fun podcast to hear what ails you. Share your stories because you are our guest. With your co-hosts, Cindy Rogers and April Sluter. So on today's episode, I'm going to share a little bit more about my story. And then April's going to come on in the next episode or, or so and she is going to tell you her story. So we hear your stories and we love hearing everybody's stories. Of course, that's why we're here. And so we fail to explain our story as much. In the very first episode, who are these Who are these yahoos drinking sour flowers? We explained ourselves a little bit who we are and where we came from, but we did not explain in detail uh, why we're doing what we're doing and why we are here. So today you get to hear a little bit about, about me. So I started in dentistry in 1998. I came from a background of a paralegal and an ENT office where I did medical insurance, billing, assisting, and then I got into dentistry. So when I first started in dentistry, I was an admin person, front desk person, if you will. I did the scheduling, insurance, billing, collections, and then we grew to have a larger team. So I took on the office manager role. And during that time, with hygienists, I... I was guilty of feeling like, well, they they just make so much money and they're prima donnas and they're princesses. So they're like a one-man show. And my job was to just make sure that the schedule was cram-packed full. We had a great team. We were super goal-oriented, production-oriented, and collection, but also we gave really good uh, dental care, patient care to our patients. So that wasn't that wasn't really a concern. But I would fill her schedule and get so excited if she had an empty uh, opening at the end of the day, I'd run back there and be like, hey, Stephanie, I got you a patient. Aren't you excited? And she would kind of like, yeah, and stomp, you know, kind of stomp off. And I didn't understand. I was like, huh, she should be excited. Like, we're, you know, we're going to hit our bonus. And we got this team retreat that we're working on going towards. And doesn't she want to go on the cruise? Um, the thing is that she did, and she didn't want to let people down. And so she never said anything. She just worked harder and harder and harder. But but she would stomp down the hall. I, I just didn't understand it at the time. During this time also, the doctor owner came up to me and said, hey, can you go get coffee for everybody? Here's here's a hundred bucks. Go get coffee for everybody. Oh, except for the hygienist. And I was like, well, why not the hygienist? He's like, well, why would I get coffee for the hygienist? And I didn't really question it. I was like, okay, well, is he trying to save $6? Or are they just super busy? He knows that they're not going to have time to drink it back there. They can't have it in their operatories. I didn't question it too much, but I was like, that just doesn't seem right to get everybody on the team coffee except for the hygienists, the ones that are back there working with all the time. So then I became a hygienist. Stephanie helped uh, mentor me and direct me to go to hygiene school. I think it, now I'm looking back, I think it was to get even with me. A little passive aggressive Patty, we call her. So I went to hygiene school. And then when I got out and, start, and became a hygienist myself in the same office, I started seeing things from the other side of the the practice. And I, I didn't like it. It just felt weird. I was used to having my freedom up front. I was used to being able to go to the bathroom if I wanted to go to the bathroom. I was able to uh, make a phone call if I needed to run an errand. I mean, let's, you know, let's be honest. Uh, eat if I was hungry. I could get there and have my coffee and my whatever I wanted to while I was working. 
and I went to lunch, you know, lunchtime, I went to lunch. I didn't even question it. But then in the, in the back, as a hygienist, you have so much to do, and then trying to get to, to even get caught up enough to go to lunch, uh, let alone if you have to be during the day, like with your patients, it's not like you can just leave. <clears throat> the doctors always wanted us to stay in the room with the patients the whole time too, which, which is great, but so you're just there all the time. There's no leaving. So so what, you get there at 6.30 in the morning, and then if you have a lunch at 1, because we like to have lunch later, so that way we have a short afternoon. That's a long time to go without uh, drinking water, peeing, eating, taking a breath, anything, stretching. So it's a long time. And so I'd see that the doctors, they would, um, yeah, they're busy too. They see patients, uh, you know, they each have a couple of assistants helping them out. And then they were able to go into their office and make a phone call, put their feet up, put their arms up, run an errand, go to the bathroom, whatever. And same with the assistants, you know, they worked busy, they worked hard too, but same thing. I could see them, um, they could come up when I worked up front and we could chatter, chit chat for a while and that's fine. But, and, you know, if a hygienist came up, it was... What are, what are they doing up here? You're wasting money. I'm like, okay, well, there was just uh, three front office people and two assistants chatting for about 45 minutes. That didn't seem to bug you. So why would one hygienist? I mean, just the, the, just the way the hygienists are treated. You see what I'm saying? And I, don't, I I don't think anybody understands this because how could you unless unless you've been a hygienist? So that's why I'm trying to share my story because I want um, office managers and dentists and assistants and any anybody in the dental the dental team that's not a hygienist or hasn't ever been one to understand where we're coming from. And so I want to speak for uh, for my profession and uh, get get the message out there and op- be open about this and um, not just gripe on forums or to other hygienists and not be divided um, from assistants and office, you know, admins and doctors. I, I want you guys to totally understand where a lot of hygienists are coming from. Uh, and and it, there's a, this was a great office I worked at too, so it wasn't even like it was a bad office. So I, I know it's not everywhere, and I know it's not every office. So if it is your office, then I just want you to, you to be aware and, and to be able to to be just be aware. And April's going to come on and talk about the assistant side as well, because I know there, there I know there's four sides to a dental team, really. And I, I have been in, you know, two of the sides. So I, I can speak for two sides and, and I will. And April's going to talk for assistance. And let's get this out in the open and have a, a good conversation. We want dentistry to be great. We want people to enjoy going to work and to understand each other the best they can. Uh, we, I've never been an assistant. I can't understand. I mean, I could look and say and see that, oh, I do understand where you're coming from. But really, I can't because I've never been there. So this is what we're trying to do. This is this is our purpose for starting this podcast to begin with is to bring the dental teams together. Like, you know, cheers to the dental team and the auxiliary team. Uh, yes, the doctors as well, but we want something for, for everybody because it takes everybody. Every single position is important and is needed. We need each other and uh, we need to support each other. Okay, enough of that rant. So here's some more stories I want to share with you about what it was like when I when I became a hygienist and was working in the op on the other side and what it looks like from that side. So from that side, here's some things that happened to me. I left this one office and went to work for another office because I 
I always wanted to uh, get into consulting in my future. I always knew that was in my future. And so I wanted to learn more. I was at, the, at this practice for a long time and it was great. But I was like, well, this is all I really know. I've had outside training and a lot of consultants, tons of CE courses, hygiene school. But I know each practice is different. And I really want to learn. So I went to work for another practice. And at this practice, it was a little bit more strict. And so in hindsight, I'm really glad I did it because I needed to, I'm glad I saw what could happen to a hygienist. And again, this was actually a really nice office too. We, I mean, I was offered a full-time position, great rate, great benefits. Uh, it was great package deal. So, and it was close to my home, nothing, nothing bad, but it was a little strict. Here's just some of my, here's just some of my stories. That's the best way to do it, is just tell you some of the things that happened to me. One story is, I don't even know where to start. Just our schedules were so packed. Okay, so we get there at 6.30 because we have a morning huddle. That's great. So we get there at 6.30 and then we see start seeing patients at 7. And so we get one hour for an adult patient, whether that one hour is to complete a, a healthy, clean, profi charting and exam, or if that one hour is to do a super dirty calculus-filled patient and a full set of x-rays and also charting because they, you know they haven't been in for a while and also a comprehensive exam. And the doctor would have, and this is pretty common too, so she would have two hours to for a brand new patient because she wanted to really show like be a great a new patient uh, provider, like really show a new patients how great her practice is and just what we offer and great customer service. And so scheduled two hours. So it would be one doctor and one, sometimes two assistants would have two hours to do a full set of x-rays, charting, or maybe charting. Sometimes I left the charting for the hygienist. So x-rays, some photos, treatment plan, comprehensive exam, two hours. But then hygienists, we get one hour to do all that. I didn't take photos, okay? But we would do a full set of x-rays, sometimes a full set of x-rays plus a panel, and the charting, and the profi, and the PMT, or the PMT, and an exam, comprehensive exam, Sometimes. See what I'm saying? That what I'm trying to get at is like, how? why would you need two hours? So if you think you need two hours, but then a hygienist only needs, she just needs one hour for no matter what, whatever you want her to do, one hour, that's all you need. Like one hour, you're going to do everything no matter what it is. It's, it's, a, it's a box, but it's not. It's not. And uh, 30 minutes for a child for a pedoprofi. So in that 30 minutes, it's the same thing. X-rays, comprehensive exam, talk to the patients, disclose to the patient because, we, you know, we got to disclose. And then we got to fill out a report card. Oh, wait, you got to have them brush their teeth before before you disclose. So have them come in. 30 minutes. Have them come in. They're on, let's just say they're on time. Um, get get all their siblings situated because you got to bring the whole family back. You got to put on a movie and you got to entertain the siblings. And then you have to have them brush, disclose clean, you know, and play with them and talk to them and try to keep their attention, answer questions, do fill out a report card. Oh my gosh. And then have the doctor come in and do a comprehensive exam. Talk to the parents, talk to the parents about all the other kids. It's just insane. And sometimes you, if people would schedule you any more than they do, of course, do two back to back because they got to keep in that hour, you know, you got to keep 30 and 30 is 60. So you got to put two in that little package of one hour because that's what hygienists are there. They're a one hour package right? As much whatever you can type in that little line is one hour package. The more the better because that's the more production and the more collection. So you know, that's, you know, whatever. So you get more than two in a row, just imagine how far behind you're running by then just it's crazy. So in that office, I was 
finally we're like, okay, this isn't working. You could give me 30 minutes. And I was super efficient. I'm super efficient, time efficient. I was super efficient. And most everybody was. I was like, you can give us 30 minutes, but it's always taken us 45 minutes, no matter what. So what? why give us 30 minutes when you know it's going to take 45 minutes? Well, what do we do with the other 15 minutes? <laughs> like I could, t- I could show you a lot of things I could be doing with that 15 minutes. It's not, it's just, see what I'm saying? So that was just one instance. And finally, we were able to get them to do an hour and promise that we would not waste those 15 minutes. If we had an extra 15 minutes, God forbid, we did something, you know, went to the bathroom or had a drink or wait, isn't like a legal 10 minute break anyway? Like maybe in those 15 minutes, we could have done that. So another situation is we have a consultant, consultants, um, a lot of consultants could be great. Uh, I'd like to have a consultants because we could actually have a little extra little break. So maybe sometimes we get an extra hour that we can actually, and I love learning, you know, most most of us love learning. And so it was great just to sit there and listen and learn. But what would happen is the consultant, this one consultant, they'd put up on a big screen in front of the entire team, they compare all the hygienists. So they had all these data That's what a lot of consultants do. They just have the front office people do nothing but rewrite all the numbers and do everything for them pretty much write down numbers, numbers, numbers every single day. So annoying. And then they they put it up on the big screen. Okay, this is how, okay, this is what Cindy produced. And um, this is what she did. And this is what she, this is what so and so did. This is what so and so did. And they put us all like four hygienists, they put us all on a big screen and compare who did more production. They didn't put down that one person worked one day a week less than everybody else. They didn't put that down. Uh, they didn't put down that one person was gone a day or whatever. They would compare numbers and and try to get the team to be like, oh, you could do better, you could do better, because, you know, hygienists are the producers and the practice, the backbone of the practice. Uh, so pretty much they just get the whip out and whip us right there in front of everybody, in front of the, all the team members. And if they also track our uh, patients, if they had a, they call it a missed opportunity. So if they would uh, reschedule 48 hours before their appointment, they'd still, even if, even though, we get on it and be filled. There's never a hole in the schedule. It would still count against us as having a, just like a no-show, even though we didn't really have a no-show. So, and then they would say it was your fault. Like, well, this is your fault because if you have a lot of missed opportunities, it means that you're not explaining to the patients the importance of keeping their appointment. And so every rescheduled appointment was our fault. And I mean, we have, I mean, we have firemen, they get called out, they get they get called. We have emergency workers, policemen. We have people that do get called to, there's legitimate reasons people can't come to their appointment and they're giving us 48 hours, like 47 hours notice or whatever. So anyway, so that was one instance. So, okay, just publicly shame us or not shame us, but not reward us because, you know, the goal, the care is always where you couldn't get to it. And when it was, they'd move it. And so there's always shaming, no matter how how hard you worked. I mean, we put it, we got there, we put our heads down. We didn't, we worked our butts off only to get shamed once a month in front of the team. Yeah, that's motivation, right? And so another situation there was that the, we had CEs. So usually when you go to CEs, the practice will, you know, pay for the CE and pay for your time to go do the CE. And I've always been fortunate to have that. That's why I was able to to do so many. And here, even we did in the beginning, when I would be CE with the doctor, she'd be like, oh, make sure you put your time down for the CE and stuff. Because she was really wanted to train everybody. I mean, she really did want everybody to be trained. And, you know, she really had good intentions. But so I don't know if it was um, the doctor or the office manager or the consultant, but all of the sudden, 
sudden it came to the an announcement at a staff meeting saying that everybody except for the hygienists will be paid for CE and the time for CE. So pretty much everybody but in, everybody but those that actually needed the CE to keep their license were going to get paid to go and they were going to have their CE paid. And oh but wait, we're going to give the hygienist um, $1000 a year. And you can do whatever you want with that thousand. We don't want to know about it. We don't want to know what you're doing with that $1000, but you can take that $1000 and you could buy cigarettes or tattoos if you want to. We don't want to know. We don't care if you do CE, but that's what you get for CE for the year. That's to pay for your CE and any time for the CE. Of course, we could never get time off ever if we wanted to, only when the doctor and the office manager wanted to uh, you know, shut down the office, we'd take vacation with them. And, and I was grateful to get paid vacation time and have great benefits, but it's not my vacation time. It's pretty much getting laid off and having to use my vacation pay for that time off. Okay, so okay, yeah, I'll take my thousand dollar. I'm gonna so anyway, I got some tattoos and I took up smoking, but I quit learning, so whatever. So, you know, just like, okay, well that's just kind of cruel. And so one time the whole office, uh, we had a convention in town, our normal convention every year. So everybody went to the convention, except for the hygienist because they had to work. So the whole office shut down and they all got paid to go to the convention for like three days and the hygienists continued to work. And so not only did we continue to work, we also had to do everything like, you know, open the, make sure we let the patients in and out, check them out, schedule them, everything, which whatever. At least we didn't have to do exams, right? So, it, you know, it was great. At least we had the extra 15 minutes to not do an exam. It just kind of after a while, it just kind of like, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to be treated so bad here go to hygiene school it's hard to get into hygiene school you have to do prerequisites you got to have straight a's in your prerequisites you have to apply to hygiene schools and do interviews and and then if you're lucky to get in then you got to work your butt off and so work my butt off i had two um, young boys at home actually i mean not that young at the time but so i had to give up time with my kids to study like we go to the lake during the summertime and my kids would be playing and instead of playing with my kids i sat there and i studied microbiology microbiology when i could have been playing with my children and the sat and we made those kind of sacrifices and i sold my new car and i bought actually i drove my in-laws car and they let me borrow it so it was free and I had to quit my job at the end, you know, doing clinic. Also, I uh, gave up my marriage, got divorced during high school, all the stress. I gave, gave that up, gave up my, pretty much gave up my family. And uh, uh, one of my co-workers uh, that I went to hygiene school with, she, we were commuting together. Luckily, we got in together because she did the same thing. She sold her car and got bought a clunker. And so we're out in our scrubs. Yeah, we wore scrubs. So. And had to get out and push the car to the side of the road as it's steaming and call a tow truck. Uh, so it's kind of sacrifices that people don't think about. It's like, oh, well, you got to go to hygiene school. You got a degree. Lucky you. You know, I, I didn't get to do that. You know, I just, um, I don't know. We didn't just get to do it. We had to work hard to get there, hard to get there. We gave stuff up. And not even talking about the student loans and the cost of school that most people are still paying on. We give up a lot, a lot. One person, one of my classmates in hygiene school, she, she actually died of stress and they brought her back to life. Seriously. So she dropped out and we're almost finished. And, and it's, it's stressful. It's real, guys. 
It's a real thing. It's not, wasn't an easy task. And then to come out of it and get treated like, like you don't deserve anything because you get $10 an hour more than an assistant. I mean, really, do we expect the doctors and the dentists to not to do more because they get paid more or because they have a higher degree? No, it's the opposite. It should be the opposite. People. That's why you, that's why you teach your kids go to school and get an education. That way you won't have to work as hard for, for as much money, right? Unless you're a hygienist, unless you're a hygienist. And I'm not saying that we definitely should all be treated equal for sure. But I'm just saying that hygienists should be treated equal as well in the, in the dental office, or at least, at least respected. I mean, come on. You say we're the backbone of the practice and the production, but yet you treat us like we're um, disposable. And then you wonder why you can't find a hygienist. Well, because you disposed of them. You treated them like trash and they, they went out the door with the trash. And that's where they're at. And so the very end of my, got me to the very end and why I knew I had to leave was I started getting pain in my, I just woke up with pain in my arm. It was like labor pains. If you've ever had labor pains, it was like being at a 10, but in my arm and it woke me up and it was in so much pain. And so I went to physical therapy and tried doing all these, all these things, the thumb, they thought it was my thumb and the tennis elbow. And then I ended up doing the, the test to see if it was carpal tunnel and all those things, but which it wasn't. And they could never really figure out what it was. But anyway, couldn't it, it hurt so bad. And so I would be working on a patient and a child giving anesthetic to a child and my arm hurt so bad. I'm like on, on ibuprofen or whatever I could take, you know, during the day. And then, so I'd be giving anesthetic on a child and my arm would lock up and be in so much pain. And that's when I was just like, whoa, I, this is scary. I can't do this. I can't be doing this. This is dangerous. This is what we have with sharp instruments. I'm like, I can't be doing that when you're locked up in pain like that. And I did, I talked to um, the doctor and the office manager and um, the office manager's response was, oh, you should try standing up to work. You should try work standing up. That's what, that's what the other hygienist does. When her hip hurts, she stands up to work. I'm like, this isn't my hip. This is my arm. How is standing up going to help my arm? I was just like, so I was just like, wow, wow. And, and looking back, I could see it was the universe being like, you got to get, you got to get out of there. You can't be treated like that. I'm going to, whatever I got to do to get you out of there, you're getting out of that situation. And so I was like, okay, well, I, I, I even asked, I said, well, can I go part-time? Let's how about if I just cut down, cut back a little bit, you know, give my arm a break and, um, work part-time. Oh no, we can't have anybody part-time. It's, oh no. The office manager said, shook no, cause that wouldn't be fair to me. If you get to work part-time and I don't, okay, that wouldn't be fair to me. Like it, it's, it's a different kind of, um, position anyway and, and I would oh my gosh I would love to work full-time hygiene if I could if it wasn't so hard I mean yeah I could make good money yeah you could but you can't but people the hygienists most of us can't work full-time doing hygiene so really do we really make that much money yeah for the amount of time but no you don't so get over that get over that okay so I think I um covered most things that I wanted to so oh one other thing too is when with assistants dental assistants some offices the well this one office it was like okay so the dental assistants are to if they have downtime they are to help up front do um reactivation calls a scheduling in a laundry pretty much anything but help the hygienist they didn't have everything but don't help you know don't help the hygienist 
if she's running behind. And then we throw up a fit being like, okay, well, we're running, we're running behind. It's not even about us. Like, it's not even about us. These are your patients. You, you give them two hours to come in for a new patient to show how great of an office you are, but then you have them come back for their recare and you rush them in and out as fast as possible. Like people see that too. Patients see that as well. You don't just be nice to your new patients and then treat them like crap the rest of the time. Or just when they're in the hygiene chair. So you have a hygiene chair that's crappy and all beat up and pasted together. And this tiny, tiny room with um, no air and no windows and crappy equipment. But then you take them to your room, the doctor's room. And it's this big, beautiful corner operatory and all the nicest chair and for a 30 minute composite or whatever or whatever so then the, they're in the super nice room well you know what that is your patients in the hygiene room too that same patient is getting the same experience the bad experience the bad chair the scratchy chair the the no air the um, hygienist with a locked arm because there's no room to move in there that's your patient that's the service you're giving your patient just because you want to not be nice to your hygienist it's not cool and um, hygienists aren't putting up with that anymore, you know, they, they don't need to, and they never did need to, and we are, we're not going to let them, we can't let them, right? So there's my story, there's my little rant, um, I didn't want to be negative, I'm just trying to be honest and let you know, let you know how I was feeling back then, I'm totally, like, I, I wrote an article for uh, the Do Magazine, uh, talking about the root of my why. So it kind of was back further in my childhood. And I wanted to express a little bit more about about what got me here today, you know, where where I am today and how I got here. I am totally fine now. I don't even think about this anymore because you can tell it does make me angry. And so I put it in the past, but again, that was my why for doing what I'm doing. So I can't just not share it or keep it in the past and just pretend like my whole past has just been this rosy, great thing because it hasn't. It's been it's been obstacles and obstacles and challenges. And this is like there's this this is just a little tip of it. You don't get here by doing nothing. It's it's a it's a hard work and getting through those challenges and and that and that's why we get through the that's why we do that. And so that's why I am out of hygiene full time. And once you get respect for yourself and realize that you don't need to be disrespected and then you can work for people that do respect you and respect your time and respect you as a a person, a human being, number one, but then a provider, um, a a team member, not even a provider, but just a team member and a person and a part of the team. So at least treat treat the hygienists like they're part of the team. Don't treat them like they're an outcast. And you know what? Next time you go to get coffee for, uh, for everybody in the office, get one for the hygienist too, because you know what? She's probably really needs it. She's probably hungry. She's probably thirsty. And you know, she needs some caffeine. And most of all, she just needs to know that she is appreciated. So don't be afraid to appreciate your hygienist because it's only going to do everybody, everybody well. So thank you for listening to my story today. Um, hope you got something out of it like if nothing else just to be nice to your hygienist and uh, we will see you back at the next episode in a couple tuesdays so cheers everybody have a great have a great memorial day weekend and enjoy enjoy yourselves enjoy your family enjoy your team and uh, look out for each other cheers